listening to Stirrings Podcast, Episode 2, with Molly Young and Andrea DeVries. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Still nervous. Still. <laughs> Still very scared. Okay. Let's get started. So today we wanted to talk about, last time we kind of talked about um, who we are and why we wanted to do a podcast, Um, and then we actually recorded a whole podcast the other day, and it didn't save, (laughs) which whenever I heard other podcasters do that, I'm like, how could they even do that, those idiots? (laughs) (laughs) And then lo and behold, we were them. So anyways, we got a lot of the good... Well, I think we got some of the dumb stuff out. We <laughs> got to practice, yeah. yeah. So hopefully this podcast goes a little smoother. Um, but we wanted to talk about just something we t- we kind of stumbled on last time and was the topic of addictions slash habit formation, I guess. Um, and I guess I'll just get us started. One thing... Um, Fleet and I have been doing this year in 2016 is trying to, we've been kind of cutting out alcohol from our um, diet or consumption. And um, we wanted to do that for a few reasons. Um, He, Fleet has depression. I think I can share. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. I'll ask him. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's just really bad for that. Does not help. It's a depressant. Um, it seems like it would help at first, but over time it really doesn't actually never really does. But, um, that, and then just me personally, I feel like I was drinking too much wine, like too frequently. Um, I really like wine. I still like wine, but, um, it was turning into like a sad thing that I didn't enjoy anymore. So that kind of has kicked us off on like this, me and Fleet at least on this kind of pursuit of, um, finding good things to fill our time with or our evenings with and things we eat and things we drink. But something Andrea and I had started talking about was I'm like, now I'm on this coffee kick. (laughs) And so we just kind of wanted to talk about how, how addictions are formed and um, how habits are formed and things Mm -hmm. like that. So um, Andrea, is there anything that you felt like was the word addiction seems really strong. Yeah, um, but I think, I think it, it's more applicable than we want to make it. We, I think we want to ostracize the word. Or, um, we don't like want to. We just... don't want to think of ourselves as someone who struggles with an addiction. But I, and I think that there probably are some people that don't really struggle with things. But for most of us, there's. I guess if I'm if I'm in a pursuit of a balanced life, there. are certain areas in my life that if if left unchecked Mm -hmm. will become will get out of hand yeah um for me for years and years I um even growing up too um I I I think I could I I could safely say I was addicted to shopping for clothing 
Hmm. Um, and I, I think there are a few things that are kind of in indicators of that. Um, I would go to the stores and see things that were cute, clothing items that were cute or I liked the appearance of or they fit my style or what have you. Any of the rational rationalization that you can fall into in a clothing store. Mm-hmm. But I would always emotionalize purchases. Um, both when I was, you know, in high school and it was my my family's, my mom or my parents who would buy items um, for me or went out once, you know, once I was in college and it was my own money. Um, the habit stayed the same. It was, well, I like this and, it, you know, it's well-fitting. I think I've always been pretty good about buying things that looked fine, you know, mm-hmm. that looked good on me or fit my body type or et cetera. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really an impulse buyer when it comes to things that aren't my style but I still buy in excess things because I think about how I would feel wearing this or I would try to picture myself in a certain situation where I would wear something not not buying clothing to fill in gaps in my wardrobe or to fit a certain purpose but just because I liked the I would picture myself what it would be like to wear this item of clothing and how I would feel when I wore it um, and then pretty pretty quickly that can get out of hand mm-hmm. um, and then even in my habits now I said, um, I kind of need to do some self-limiting. Um, I recently, I, I went six from December through June, I believe, of last year. Is that right? No, it was recently, June through yeah. December of 2015. I did a um, voluntary clothing, I mean, hiatus on clothing and accessories and all of that, spending on all of that. Um, just because I said I re- I respond well when I limit myself by saying, Andrea, you're just you're not going to go in clothing stores. You're just not remove yourself from the source of temptation. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy looking for clothing, and but I noticed that once that was over, I if I go in a clothing store, certain days I don't know. Some days I walk in and walk out and have no desire and can easily discern. I don't need this. This is not. It's not something that will make me happy. Like I said, I don't need to buy an item of clothing to produce an emotional response. Right. Um, But then there are days when I notice where I feel just want the instant gratification or the quick release of endorphins of the Mm -hmm. instant gratification, just wanting to buy something for the sake of buying something. And that's, I think that's when you kind of fall, when I kind of fall back into some old patterns of addiction. And that's when I need to remove myself from that stimulus, Mm -hmm. so so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about alcohol um, use and and uh, and we've kind of talked a little bit about some of the social ramifications of that or what that looks mm-hmm. like when um, when you change a habit and how it's can be kind of countercultural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's especially like I feel like so we live in Austin. Um, it's really cool to go to happy hour after work <laughs> and there's so many cool restaurants where we're like really into the food scene I feel like um and on Instagram everyone likes to post pictures of their pretty cocktails I feel like on TV shows even sometimes I'll be at home watching TV shows and I'm like I didn't want to drink anything until I saw someone was doing it on a show mm-hmm. um so I think there's like a lot of just subliminal 
you know, messages getting to us that like, oh, this is fun. And this is what you do to have fun. This is what you do to have fun with your friends. Um, so that was kind of hard. I mean, that's why I think why we started drinking in the first place was just to have fun. Um, and it was like a pretty scene to be a part of, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess I, there's so much about like, you see people around you that are doing something and then for some reason it's just okay. Even like within the realm of believers, you know, I just see how other people spend their money. And so I'm like, oh, it's okay for me to do this because there's a lot of comparison going on Mm -hmm. when really I'm not like asking God, like, how should I spend my time? Like, should I be drinking this much? (laughs) Like I see that other people drink most nights too. I see like compared to me, some people are drinking way more, you know, like, and they're believers and that's fine. Um, and I'm still not saying that's anything wrong. I think that's a personal conviction between you and God. Um, but my problem is I don't, I don't always go to God and ask him like, what is, is this a good habit that I have? Is this an addiction? Um, am I putting idols before you? I just, I just look at my like brothers and sisters in Christ and, um, hopefully you have people in your life that can encourage you and call you out if they feel like you know, you're going too far with something, but, um, sometimes I think that can be kind of dangerous to just, that's your standard, you know? Yeah. Um, I I think we want to make, I I think in social situations, it's, um, my husband and I, we, we don't, Nicholas and I, we don't really actually have rarely drink only special occasions. And even then a lot of times I, I don't know, I just, just don't prefer it. I'm not, anti-alcoholic or <laughs> <laughs> not teetotalers but um just a lot of times we don't prefer it but what's hard for me as like someone who's really a lot of my focus and I think a lot of my sin and insecurities are based on approval from others it's mm-hmm. really hard to be in a social situation when everyone else is maybe having a drink because I know I'm comfortable not having one but I know that it makes other people who are drinking uncomfortable if there's someone who isn't. Yeah. I think I, I can kind of see, you can kind of feel a little bit of tension, like, oh, is this person, is this a holier than thou? Mm-hmm. You've brought up that point before. Um, when the reality is I'm just more comfortable not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You're not, at what like, point? making a statement or anything. No. It's just, you just don't want it. But, yeah, I guess, I guess when we're thinking about, like, our motivation... Like, drinking or not drinking shouldn't be about, like, approval from others. Mm -hmm. Like, I shouldn't have a drink just because I feel social pressure to do so, or I shouldn't not drink because I... Or I shouldn't fear drinking because I'm afraid of judgment from others. Um, Yeah, like, I think you're right. It has to be... It has to be more reconciliation and, like, discernment on your part. Is this this healthy? Is this this glorifying to God? Is this... Or is this self-indulgement that's potentially harmful yeah and I, that can be a fine line uh, with anything like mm-hmm. I said like I said so um Molly and I both really like drinking coffee <laughs> so it's like there, there was like an about face away from like alcohol to like More coffee's coffee. always been in the picture right but <laughs> I feel like I stepped up my coffee game since I stopped drinking alcohol but I don't want to turn to another addiction and I I really want to avoid being legalistic. I feel like this podcast might be coming across as legalistic right now, but 
I mean, we we talked last time about in Ecclesiastes how he says like looking back on his life, he's like just enjoy what you can. And I think that's there's something like really admirable to people that can just truly enjoy things um and have, you know, God-given joy while drinking a cup of coffee or whatever it is that they want to do. Um but I, I guess when you don't have joy, like, that's a really good time to step back and say, like, should I be doing this? <laughs> yeah. This isn't bringing me joy. Um, I don't know. It's not on that. I kind of wanted to talk about the um, TED Talk. Oh, yeah. That I, I talked about last time that was not recorded. Um, but I thought this was really cool, and it was really true for me um, this past year. But he was talking about, maybe, you know, like, the famous study of the rats, and there's one... They put, they put it in a cage by themselves and there's two water bottles and one is just water and then one is water mixed with heroin and the rats would go and drink the heroin and kill themselves, basically. Um, and so that experiment is kind of old, I think. I remember learning about that in psych class in college. Um, and then recently someone was like, maybe we should do this experiment a little differently. And so he created this thing called Rat Park and... Um, I don't know who gave this TED Talk. I should look it up and maybe put it in the show notes so it's a little more legitimate. But um, So they invented this thing called Rat Park, and they put the um, rats, a bunch of them, together. So they had buddies and friends, um, and then they made, like, a little playground for them, and they had, like, it was like rat heaven. Um, and they had food, too, and water. One was water, and then one was water with heroin. And what they found was none of the rats compulsively drank the heroin. Someone would go over and test it, and then they wouldn't go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a single rat overdosed on heroin. Um, and so his conclusion was um, maybe the source of addiction is um, isolation, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, maybe it's not true for everything, and maybe some people just have an addictive personality. Um, but I feel like I turn to things besides God a lot more, you know, when I am isolated. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's what takes away the joy from it too. You know, it's like, you can't share this experience with other people. Um, coffee is way more fun. I save all my good coffee for when you come over. (laughs) It's way more fun to enjoy it together. You know, just, um, I don't know. So I, I really liked that thought. Like just maybe if you are struggling with being addicted to things, maybe like, instead of, I don't know, like, I'm never going to do this again, and then you turn to something else, and then, you know, you're kind of addicted to something else, like, maybe the issue is deeper than that, maybe it's a hard issue, maybe it's more of, like, you need some deep friendships, you need some, you need to feel connected to people, and maybe Instagram and social media is not cutting it for you, <laughs> because those aren't real deep connections, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. That can be, like, yeah, a launch point for further community but if you said it right um and yeah i think in my behavior too i am if you're alone with your own thoughts i just whenever i find myself in a little bit more like compulsive yeah (laughs) um behavior patterns i notice if i were to verbalize these thoughts to someone i trusted we could quickly identify how absurd they are Mm -hmm. like no you don't need to whatever this rationalization you're going through in your head, like, you don't need to do that. Um, Like I said, I don't feel the need to, like, buy all the things when I'm with a friend if we're Mm -hmm. going shopping or something. I um, I think, like, yeah, God God didn't create us to live in a vacuum. I Mm. think. um, Yeah. 
So we have that accountability. It just, yeah, I think helps temper and bring balance to our lives in general. So how do you know, we were kind of wanting to talk about habits as well, um, but how, how do you know if you are, um, how do you know if you're addicted to something or if you're forming a good, healthy habit by repetition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I guess <laughs> just brainstorming. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it is important to use discernment, kind of, because we'll we'll all have habits. So just, I guess, where where does that line? Where is that line drawn? I think maybe good habits, like I said, bring balance and routine. And, mm-hmm. and this is coming from someone who <laughs> like love routine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, so don't. I can have some things to say on yeah, that. Yeah, he brings the balance to me. <laughs> but um, I think I think if something becomes a necessity, or if um, the absence of something in your life causes. I think great anxiety or feelings of discontent, mm-hmm. um, like where you are, you lose like lose like certainty of who you are, and you lose like sight of your identity as a child of God. Anything that causes that either replaces that, like I said, if if it kind of forms it morphs into idolatry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like I said, I, I so I. I like I said, maybe alcohol. I'm trying. We're trying to think of what's a good example that we can use of something that that we can talk about the spectrum. Uh, actually, maybe like healthy food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this. The, all these healthy diet trends. There, a lot of them are fads, and then I think there are. There's a lot of good intention between between eating mm-hmm. better, eating healthier, eating balanced diet. Um, because on the on one end of the spectrum, you just eat whatever you want, eat whatever tastes good, mm-hmm. without with complete disregard for health and balance and and the quality of life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other end is is legalism and really um, legalism and focus overemphasis on health and I fixation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think and both of those are are prison. I think for the mind and the heart and your habits, whether it's whether it's overindulgence or overly strict behavior, and there is, um, gosh, we found sounds so uninformed. There is a new, they're seeing a new um, eating disorder that's emerging, and it's the, this overfixation on healthy eating. On I've heard about that. Yes. Non-GMO and organic, and yes, I think a lot of my habits fall within that. But like I said there has to be. What's the difference between like healthy eating habits versus healthy eating addiction? Mm-hmm. I think, are you a slave to it? Does it? Um, do you feel in it as an like you feel like you're an inadequate person if you slip up once? Right. I don't know. What do you think? That yeah, I really agree with that. I think um, if you are addicted to something, if it's an idol in your life, it will not bring you joy. So if you, you know, are feeling joyful loving God, loving your life, loving the people around you, I feel like it's probably okay. (laughs) But 
I feel like that a lot with food. I like if I eat something bad, I have a really hard time like getting over it. I think about it most of the night. <laughs> um, or even with alcohol. I remember when Fleet it was Fleet's idea. He was like, we should stop drinking for a while. And I remember the thought of that. Like I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can have fun without doing that. Mm. Um, there's probably. I mean, there's probably so many things that, as a society, I think we're kind of addicted to. Maybe Netflix, um, healthy eating, things like that. Um, But I just, I don't know. I feel like God has, like, he has so much joy for us. And the thought of, like, spending time with him over, like, having a glass of wine and laughing with my friends, like, sounded really hard. But I've come to, like, really enjoy that Mm -hmm. um and maybe it's not easy to like stop an addiction i'm not a good you're more of a habit person i think i'm i think i kind of have an extreme personality like all or nothing (laughs) (laughs) and then it's kind of hard for me to turn from something to another thing i did see um do you know humans of new york those Mm -hmm. pictures and then the stories i saw one and it was this guy um, you couldn't see his face. He was just holding a cigar and he was talking about his girlfriend um, and how they used to like get drunk all the time together and it was really fun and they loved it. And then he's like, she found religion and he's like, I tried to be like her, um, but I just couldn't do it. Like it didn't mean anything to him. And I was just like looking through the comments cause that's the most interesting part of those pictures. <laughs> and one of the comments was, um, turn in one addiction for another um there's kind of saying it in a negative way like now she's just addicted to something else mm-hmm. um and while I do think it's true that you can be like a super religious person and not really be like growing closer to God I feel like if you're sincere that's like the best thing you can be addicted to <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the one thing that it's it's okay because it's life like being with God is life-giving and gives you joy and mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of, the comment made me sad. Like, that's just yeah, how people see it. Like, she's just has religion now. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because so, we're, we're all looking for something to fill, whatever that void is. Like I said, addiction is just a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Um, bad or, like, bad or unhealthy habits, even if they're, you know, not at the point of addiction. I think, like I said, there's they're just trying to fill some void yeah so I guess a better way to approach that would be what what is really what can we do to fill that void with something better because mm-hmm. good habit good or bad habits will only get us so far like I said if, if, if we're living life apart from Jesus yeah yeah I know that's why the food thing is so interesting to me because it's pretty universally agreed upon that eating healthy is good for you yeah. <laughs> you know and I feel like people see that we eat healthy and then they kind of like praise you for that and um but it's not always like it's not good for everyone not that eating bad would be better but the hold it has in their heart is not good for them mm-hmm. you know so very interesting what are some good habits that you have Nicholas and I are early risers. By the nature of our jobs, he wakes up really early because he has a long commute downtown, and 
I'm a nurse and I work day shift 12 hours at the hospital, so I have to be there early. And on our days off, we like to just like get up and go. Um, I like that. And the day feels longer and more productive. Whenever we sleep in, we feel we're kind of sad. It's the worst. <laughs> um, and this is kind of in a summer vein, but we always make the bed, like, first thing. If we ever don't make the bed, I feel like my whole day is thrown off. Do you guys get up at the same time? Usually. Okay. Yeah, which helps. Yeah. I would say if, if we have a different schedule. But if he gets up after me, he usually makes the bed on his own. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, like our whole home feels a little bit more put together yeah if the bed's made but I agree that's a crucial element yeah um I don't know other good habits what about you uh the first thing that came to my mind was working out I feel like I'm like pretty consistent with that I'm not a very consistent person in general (laughs) not not like terribly inconsistent but that's just never been part of my personality I don't think and um the way that my work is is I'll like I don't always work the same days every week and I'll work weekends sometimes and like every week looks different I guess your job is like that too um but my job doesn't have to be like that I could just do Monday through Friday to five um but I think I like that I like having oh this week looks different than the last week I I feel like it's good for me to have, you know, um, so that's just not really how I am, but I am, I do like desire to work out most days and <laughs> good. <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. Um, I feel like we, I've kind of transitioned into making more food at home. We didn't do that when we first got married because I didn't know how to cook at all. <laughs> So we've kind of, that's more of a habit now. I feel like we don't really eat out that much. Um, and I really enjoy it. So that's a good habit, I think. And what else? Mm. Do you have any habits that like don't really fit on the good or bad end of the spectrum? They're just things that you do on a regular basis. I'm sure I do. Do you? Did something yeah. know your mind for that? Um... I guess maybe this is a little bit bad, but I have a terrible (laughs) habit of taking my phone. Like, let's say I set my phone on the dresser or the table, or I will set it on the edge of the table. Oh. Like, like a third to half of it is hanging off the edge. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I'm, like, trying to, like, live life on the edge. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a subconscious need for adventure. Why do you do that? Like not far enough that it's gonna tip itself off, but like I could just put my put my phone wholly on the table. Yeah. But it's yeah, a really bizarre habit. <laughs> hmm, I, I have no idea. Where I'm it comes sure from. I have some weird habits. I don't know what what they are. There are definitely habits I would like to have that I don't. Okay. I am not good at waking up early. Um. I would like to get up earlier and have more morning, you know, just to get ready. So when I get to work that I'm like ready to go, I feel like when I get to work, I need to make coffee, like kind of warm up my brain for a few minutes first. And I would like to be ready before then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I would like to to be a little bit better about that. Um, 
There's something else that came in my mind. Oh, I just kind of decided, like, I can't read the Bible in the morning. I just learned that about myself a few years ago. And I'm not going to keep trying to make myself do that because I get so disappointed when I can't do it. And I'm not as, like, at the end of the day, I feel like everything I read, like, means more. And (laughs) I just enjoy it more if it's at the end of the day. So I'm like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. It's good because some people swear that's the best way to start their day yeah but good habits can look different from person to person yeah i think personality plays a big role in your habits like so um i think you just you kind of have to be honest with yourself like i'm good at this or i'm not good at this Mm -hmm. and play to that because you can still form good habits and just like i know i'm not a good morning person So if I tell myself every night, which I do still, I'm going to wake up at 6.30 and read my Bible and go for a jog and then go to work. And then every morning that doesn't happen, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. And so why don't I just not tell myself to do that, but still put those things in my schedule at a time where I have a chance of succeeding. Yeah. (laughs) Like as it is, I don't have a chance of succeeding doing that. And maybe, I don't know if waking up early is a part of my personality, but that is something I struggle with, so. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. What do you think about that? Um, I think you're right. I think we all have natural tendencies, and that's why you can't, there are no universally, I don't know, I don't know if I want to go that far. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very um, definitive statement, but. Yeah, I, th- I think you do have to kind of take stock of what your personality is and as it relates to your habits. If you're a really conscientious person or not a conscientious person, like I said, your habits and priorities will look very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I would like to be better about exercising. <laughs> um, you're doing good. Are you doing yoga every day? No. no, I mean I want to. You want to, yeah. It hasn't happened. Gotcha. It's really hard on work days and then on my days off. I don't know. I feel like I always prior like today I'll just prioritize like cleaning the bathroom and doing laundry and that's okay. I fill out the day with tasks, other tasks. And also you worked half the day. I did. <laughs> <laughs> don't beat yourself up. <laughs> on Wednesdays during the school semester, I um, work with nursing students as an, as an instructor. Um, but it's not like on one of my days, I'm employed by a school, not by the hospital. So it's like I'm working four days a week, but I always treat Wednesdays as a day off when really I work like eight to 12. Yeah. So then I still work <laughs> for several days, several weeks in a row I would get home and I would get so mad because it's like, cause it would be 2 PM and I wouldn't have done anything fun. And <laughs> so why are you mad? <laughs> you, you worked today. <laughs> Don't do this like a day, you know, a day that's yeah. 100% off. Yeah. It's the voice of reason. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually that's a good point too. Um, if you're, to have some accountability, if you're wanting to introduce a new habit, you know, have some accountability. Yeah. And don't be afraid to tailor it to suit your needs and your personality and your time. Like I said, both of us are in a stage of life where neither of us have kids, you know, right. 
we have like very we have a lot of free time even though it feels like we don't yeah we really do we really do and we have a lot of leeway um, with habits in our schedule so you know if your life looks different if you're in a different life stage than we are then you know some of this might not resonate with you because yeah like, <laughs> it's like all you can do to like shower right so my <laughs> you might not have the luxury like, of I would just like to wash my hair yeah <laughs> that be a good I think to have some, if this, there's really something that's challenging that's appropriate for your life stage that you want to implement, it helps to have some accountability. Mm-hmm. If that's your spouse or a friend or you know maybe a whiteboard or something. That yeah, you can, yeah. I like visual, visual things. Big I list think, person. I think habits are good because I feel like we live in a very um, what's the word uh, a culture that relies a lot on instant gratification. Um, and it's, I shouldn't just blame the culture. It's me too. You know, like I just want to be happy right now. Um, but I feel like I look around and people tell me like, that's okay. Like you can do that. Do whatever makes you happy in this moment. Um, and I feel like there aren't a lot of people out there that are saying like, do hard things, like go the extra mile to like achieve something in your life. Um, so it's kind of cool to have friends in my life that would like, hold me accountable if I wanted to do form a new habit um, or start something new um, I guess if you're not in that place in life it could seem like we're coming across as like big rule people <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I don't know I think I think it's exciting to me because I there are a lot of things I want to do with my life and I don't want to waste my life watching Netflix I don't want that to be my legacy <laughs> you know so I think habits are really good and yeah, I need to find ways to implement them that I'll actually succeed. It's better to succeed a little bit, you know, if you give in a little, you know, and say like, okay, I know that I can't do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this instead. It's better to do that than to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, start small, tailor it to your personality and your time and your schedule and I don't know. Yeah. See what, see what a new habit could do for you. <laughs> So do you, what, did we talk about new habits that we want to form? I think I said one. I don't know if you did. You said waking up early. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exercise and then, uh, this is, I feel like anybody knows me, roll their eyes. Making side dishes <laughs> is like the bane of my existence. I love to cook, <laughs> generally love to cook. Yeah. I meal plan pretty diligently. I like to grocery shop. I like to make food in our home. But I cannot wrap my head around making side dishes. Like, <laughs> poor Nicholas gets, like, an entree. And that's it. Like, but he eats well. He eats well, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't... I can't... That would be a good routine for me to develop. And I don't know if I need to make things in advance. Maybe the thought... Like, when 6 o'clock curls around, hopefully 5 o'clock when I start prepping. But the idea of making two dishes is just, like, way too much for right. me. So I'd like to maybe just have a... I've, I'm a person who likes... Oh, gosh, it's so, so routine-based. I like go-to recipes. Like, mm-hmm. if I find something that works, then I want to make that over and over again, you know, to an, to an extent. Like, if we have, like, a go-to um, roast chicken recipe, that's the one I'll use. I probably won't try a bunch of new ones. I won't eat it every week, but when we do eat it, I'll put generally use the same recipe. So I'd like to yeah. do that with... Um, side dishes so if you have any good side dish recommendations 
I usually just roast veggies. Like, did yeah. you not count that as a side? No, that's a side. You just you just need to buy the veggies or yeah. remember that they're in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I do them is because otherwise they don't always make it into my... I don't meal plan, but I do... I feel like I do a pretty good job of using what we have just because I'll roast a side like that. You know, like, oh, this isn't going in any dish, so it's getting roasted. (laughs) So that's pretty much what I do for sides. And sweet potatoes. And sweet potatoes. We do those a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we can hold each other accountable. You can help me. I'm going to wake up early tomorrow. Okay. I need to, that means I need to go to bed earlier too. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how those things go hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Double discipline. Um, so since I've got my Fitbit, I'm trying to get... So my sweet spot for sleep is like seven hours. Oh. Does your Fitbit teach you that or do you just know? It teaches me. Really? No. <laughs> your Fitbit's so kind. I was laughing at your, your choice of verb. <laughs> um, it records like your your heart rate. So it... it um, I have like... I have the Fitbit charge... Is that what it's called? I don't know. Whatever. I have a Fitbit that that does um, indicate resting heart rate, and it can say you you, know, you rest this X number of times in a night, or you were awake this many times. And I consistently get just under my amount. And I think mm. I think this goes hand in hand. Oh yeah. Okay. One more habit that I would like to do. Yeah. I would just like to be on time for things. Yes. So I read this article about how. A lot of people that are chronically late are optimists because they think that one time it took me 15 minutes to get there, and I know it's all the way across Austin, and it will probably take me 25, but that one time it took me 15. This is all subconscious, of course. It could happen again. it could happen again. (laughs) It doesn't matter that that wasn't rush hour, and this is rush hour. Yeah. I'm going to allow 15 minutes, and... Um, it's really inconsiderate, and for being a people pleaser, I'm surprised I haven't like rectified that yet. <laughs> I would like to be on time more. Yeah. And, you know, I think that means acknowledging I don't get ready as fast as I think I do. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a new one. Yeah, that's a good one. But I think that goes hand in hand with what I was saying before. Cut this part out. I so I think we're good on that topic. I think we're good. I wanted to ask you, um, what's on your needles? <laughs> um, what are you knitting? I am currently knitting. Oh, this is almost off my needles. Um, <laughs> I'm making a vest. It's called the Anna vest. It's, um, it's a simple vest. It has pockets. It's I'm knitting it in wool in like a dark gray. Um, just as a fun layering piece. It's like it's an almost so sweater. So I have like all the finishing I'll have to do. I have to seam it. I have to sew on the button band. I have to pick out buttons. It's kind of the fun. That will be work. so fun. And then I have a couple other, like, small shawl scarf projects that are on the needles that, um, I just, I just need to not cast on anything else until I finish them. But just Mm. a few other things that are kind of fun to wrap up. Yeah. What are, what's on your needles? (laughs) It's 
funny because we're looking at each other's projects <laughs> right <laughs> now. Well, that's not really. <laughs> um, I was winding a ball of yarn. I was winding a skein of yarn to a ball this whole time. <laughs> it was very entertaining to watch. Um, I'm knitting a bag, a market bag, for my friend Lauren, um, who might be one of our listeners. I bet we could get her to listen to this. Probably. <laughs> and maybe she could be a guest sometime when she comes visit. You can have a guest on our show. She'd be fun. Um, but anyways, I she kind of picked out the pattern. Um, and then she... Well, I was going to let her pick out the colors, but when I went to get them... She, I was texting them to her, and she wasn't with, she didn't have her phone or something. So then I picked them, but they're very Lauren colors. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's really cute. I'm almost done too. I'm pretty excited. So thank you for getting me into knitting. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> it's like my favorite pastime now. Thank you for making me not feel. I don't know. I've never been ashamed of knitting. I yeah. used to be. I used to be embarrassed to knit in public. Really? Like it was like a bad habit. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Bad habit. <laughs> I quickly got over that and realized public places are some of the best places to knit. Mm-hmm. And people, but people will look at you. Yeah, I get a lot of comments. Yeah, a lot of weird, a lot of weird opinions. comments. <laughs> people feel very strongly about knitting. <laughs> I used to knit, but now I don't have time to knit. <laughs> yeah, now I'm better than you. <laughs> that one's funny to me. I know. <laughs> anyway, well, this has been. Sterling's podcast. Thanks yes. for listening. Episode two. Episode two. Attack of the clones. Attack of the clones. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.